I think the most important thing is setting clear expectations and as a leader, do what you say, right? Because then people see you as a predictable person and they know how you react and when you like react in a specific way. And I think this gives them security that when they know well, then like they get rewarded and they get appreciated. And when they don't do well, but come up with an idea how to do it better, they get also rewarded and appreciated instead of punished. Mm. episode here the q a session actually we just mentioned it's uh, episode 40 new anniversary <laughs> um yeah we're getting there and uh, i hope the content is uh, helpful and uh, inspiring for our audience um to top that up with another episode today our topic is how to improve uh, team efficacy um on virtual teams um my first question in, uh, for this uh, topic would be um why we see so few trusting environments out there uh, in the workspace? I mean, yeah, that's a big question. I think it's all related to fast change and uncertainty. While in the past, managers and leaders were used to be able to like, keep a thumb on their team, right? And they knew exactly who does what, when. And now everything is distributed people are not working together in the same place anymore often because remote work makes it easy for people to work everywhere and that causes a loss of control and um i think it's it's natural it's it's human that when you had a big amount of control over your team and now you don't have it anymore because you feel a lack of control when people are not physically at the same place then i think you 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 try to compensate this lack of control with other things like trying to micromanage, trying to get control via other channels. And I think this is what people see as a lack of trust. And of course it is, but the problem is that most managers and leaders didn't experience yet that a team can work self-managed without being directed and pushed and controlled and managed by the manager. I think first there needs to be this experience that it can work in a different way. And then managers will also trust in the entire system and in the team and in every individual that they keep ownership for their role. And the main problem is that in most businesses, the role is absolutely not clear. It's just like some vague expressions with abstract ideas and abstract requirements. So people don't really know what they take ownership for. They just took like command from someone and then executed. I think that's that's the root cause of a feeling of lack of trust. Yeah, I guess this is also the reason why during the last uh, 
24 months or whatever we have now um, running more or less uh, remotely the um, virtual meetings and uh, Zoom calls have increased, I guess, by 60% or whatever, uh, mm -hmm. a really high number because yeah, they're, uh, yeah, it feels like they, they look for a trust uh, or building trust uh, while just piling up with the meetings, right, and, and having the people around them. Yeah, I mean, that that definitely ends in being in meetings four to six or even more hours per day. If you can only sense trust if you are in direct touch with people. So instead of like looking at people and trying to control their activities and what they do and when they show up, you should rather look at data, at goals and at KPIs that give you transparency over work progress and work results instead of just looking at people, seeing they are there, and then feeling that everything is under control, which is not the case. It's not an indicator that things run well when people are available. That has nothing to do with that. Do you have more practical um, ideas or um, yeah, tools that uh, can create uh, a more trusting, trusting environment? You just mentioned a little bit, uh, um, but maybe we can go deeper into that. Like what, what, is, what, what is really needed to, to build trust in a, in a team uh, so the team feels that, that, is, uh, that is, trust, uh, is trusted and also the, from the leader side that uh, he feels that this, his trust that he gives out uh, is as well placed. I, I had this in, in one of our mastermind groups that the person said, yeah, here in this, in this business, nothing works without me. Right. And um, even if this person already had a good structure, um, they had a quality standard, they had their roles clearly defined, but still this person did all the preparation, which is good, and then was still involved in everything. And I just asked her, hey, look, you did this preparation. Don't you trust in the structures that you've built? And she said, yes, I trust in the structures I've built. And then I asked her, okay, and do you trust that your team knows what they should do? And did you train them so that you can trust? And she said, yes, we've created these onboarding videos. We trained them. I did a final test so they know what they should do and how. It's okay. Everything was prepared. So the last thing that needs to be done is just step back, right? And then she stepped back. And after a week, I asked her, and what happened to your business? And yeah, it's all running. It's all nice. My team worked without me. And this is the experience that you need to gain trust in your team and in your system. But if you don't have this clarity, who should do what? based on the role, who takes ownership of what in the business. Then it's hard, of course, to let the team work based on results if you are the only person knowing or feeling which results need to be created and then telling the team what they should do so that these results are created. I think you need to like build this, this leadership system first and then step out and see how it works nicely without you. And I mean, you just mentioned there's something really interesting I didn't thought about. Uh, in, uh, in the preparation is um, you have also to trust in yourself, right? What, what you are doing there, um, what, what you have built up as a system and um, is that really working and then really step back and, and let uh, things play out. Very right? important. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Very important. You need to trust in what you've built works. And if it's not the right time to trust because you didn't prove that it works, then maybe you want to do an experiment first and see in a shorter time frame, like just step back for a day or so and see what happened. And then there are problems and failures and you fix them 
until it's so trustworthy because you fixed so many problems and manifested them in your leadership system so that you can step out from that and trust more. Yeah. yeah. There, there's often the assumption that uh, um, virtual teams lack of trust, commitment, maybe also effort. Um, what would you answer to that um, from your perspective and experience that you have gained over the last years? That's a lack of leadership, I would say. It's a lack of setting directions clearly for the team, which is absolutely what you owe to your team as a leader. And then like set clear goals and then provide some strategies, which I call quality standards that the team can follow and then make sure that everything that is important to you, for example, profitable delivery, delivery in time, communication when things go wrong, which are the three main important things, right? That you have one person that takes ownership for these things. And then this person needs to make it transparent so that you can see it. And it's okay to like wait until the person approaches you and tells you that there are problems in time or in profitability or in other things, other risks. And then trust in your team that your team comes to you when there are problems and asks you for support. Yeah. Also, um, an important uh, thing um, is having the safe spaces to really um, be yourself, bring the best uh, possible version of yourself to, to work. Um, we, we lack also often um, uh, in that because we don't feel really safe in the workspace. Um, do you have ideas or experiences how to improve that safety for, for my team members um, and how to give them the space that they really need to, to be their best versions? Um, and bring the best insight of their work every day. I think the most important thing is setting clear expectations and as a leader, do what you say, right? Because then people see you as a predictable person and they know how you react and when you like react in a specific way. And I think this gives them security that when they know well, then like they get rewarded and they get appreciated. And when they don't do well, but come up with an idea how to do it better, they get also rewarded and appreciated instead of punished, mm. right? And even worse, when you like get punished or blamed because you didn't do something in a way that someone else expected it, but this expectation wasn't expressed clearly and you didn't have a chance to understand it, I think that creates an environment where people feel they are at risk. Because like danger is suddenly everywhere when you get like blamed or punished for something that you just didn't know or wasn't aware or didn't get the expectations clearly. I think this is so clarity and clearly set expectations, explicit expectations. I think this creates security. Then people know when things are good and when things are not good and what mm. they need to do to make things better. No. How can we create um, those opportunities for independent and meaningful work so everyone is uh, feeling fulfilled and like it's just uh, in the question before, um, like can really play as their, their full potential? I mean, meaningful work is a good, is a big question. And I think it starts with why, <laughs> why am I needed here in the role, in the business? 
that I define as my job? Why does the business need me in that role? Right. And then why does the client needs this business? So knowing what you contribute to something and why that is important, right? That's why if you want to align your business with something meaningful, find a problem somewhere in the world, in the niche or wherever that your business wants to solve very efficiently and multiple times for all clients to improve their situation, their their job, their business, their life, their relationship, whatever you impact, wherever you solve the problem, right? And then this is basically the why the business exists. And you also need to make that transparent to your team so that they know to what they contribute that is bigger than they are. And then I think, yeah, it's again a leadership topic. You set the direction, which is which problems do we solve for whom and why is that important for these people? And then you align everything in your business so that people and systems and structures contribute to solving this problem efficiently. Yeah. Mm, talking about um, uh, systems, and I think you also mentioned before uh, transparency. What can I do um, to implement like transparent evaluation and communication system in my company? I mean, transparent evaluation should come from systems that give you feedback, not from the opinions of other leaders. I mean, that is also one kind of feedback, but that's not the only source of truth. If I think that you, Daniel, are not doing well, right? What is the truth is if we can look at numbers and KPIs that show the performance of you doing the work aligned with what the business should do. For example, like now you create a podcast, right? And the podcast has the purpose to like educate our audience, build trust, build awareness. and Yeah, we want to get more people listening to the podcast because when we get that, we will get more leads. So we will get more clients. When we get more clients, we help more people solve their problems and that makes our business grow. So when I want you to see how your performance is, look at the growth rate, how many listeners you have per month of your podcast, then you know if, you, if your work is effective. And I think this is the only thing that needs to be there to evaluate if a person does a good job. And then if the answer is not, you want the person to come to you and ask, hey, I have no idea. I can't figure it out. How can I make this better? And then we have a coaching conversation. Yeah. yeah. How can a, a team get unstuck and really start with a transformational process um, that leads to more efficacy in the end? I think it again starts with setting the goal and then measuring the progress, right? For example, if you have a marketing team that is stuck, what does that mean? Do they not know how to win more leads or do they not know how to convert more leads into sales qualified leads or is their ad spend too high? So what is the problem, right? Knowing that is 50% of the solution. Mm. And when people say, oh, I'm stuck, you really need to find what exactly are you talking about? Is it just a feeling? Don't you feel well? Okay, that's one thing we can solve, right? But is it something else? Is it like the ad spend or yeah, what I described uh, previously? And figuring this out is really the key to find a solution. And then just like look at when, you know, it's so easy to solve a problem when you know the problem. <laughs> when you really know the problem, it's not hard to solve it. You go to Google and search for how to and then solve this problem. And you will find a ton of advice and you can find people that solved this problem in the past. But very often people just say, oh, I'm stuck and I, I, our marketing doesn't work. 
but no one can help you with that. You need to be more specific about where are you stuck and what doesn't work, and then you can fix that. I think this is so important that the business provides leadership and coaching to help people understand their exact problem. Last question from my side, Manu, today. Um, can you maybe share some outcomes you have um, observed and discovered um, implementing those steps you just mentioned uh, in our conversation before and um, what has maybe changed and how, how things are today? So I mean, you, yeah, you see that in our, in our marketing team where you lead um, the meetings as a process owner, right? And now we are talking about numbers and KPIs and people know what they are doing, why they do it, how they should do it. And we can make decisions based on numbers. I mean, if you ask me, we could be even better. But if you ask me, we could always be better. <laughs> but still, when we I can. look back like one or two years ago, we are like knowing exactly what we are doing, how the funnel works, at which numbers we need to look at and which numbers are owned by whom in the team so that these numbers are the mechanism that provides feedback to these people instead of me telling you are doing well and Joanna is doing well, but the other guy is not doing well. So this is just subjective. People yeah. see based on numbers and they improve the numbers. So that's, that's, I think, a good work environment where people can grow, can thrive, can be supported instead of being blamed and doing meaning, meaningless work. Yeah. And I, I think um, what you just mentioned, like this, this process and steps we did there in this team, um, they, they did cost some, some work and some time. It wasn't, wasn't uh, done from yesterday and uh, today uh, was a process. And, uh, but I think m many business owners or, or team leaders are like maybe, I don't know, not, not scared, but they, they avoid to do this uh, kind of work, right? Yeah, I mean, the, the thing is, it, everything that you want to build up as an asset, as a system, as a team, it's always work involved. And you don't have to do that. The question is, if you just continue running or growing your business like you do it today, how will that be for you personally and for your business in one, two or five years from now? Is that mm. the right way to do it? Then do it. There is no need to change anything. But if this is not the case, find your problem and then build something up that solves this problem effectively. And in the best case, forever, you build it up once and it's fixed, mm. right? For example, a marketing funnel, it's a great leadership tool for the team to work on that funnel, tweak it and adjust it and get feedback by the numbers of the funnel instead of like saying, okay, we need to generate leads. And they always say, we need to generate leads. And everyone knows that they need to generate leads, but no one knows how they should do it and why they are not generating enough leads, right? This funnel yeah. gives you exact feedback where and why, and it tells you where you need to improve. Yeah. Exactly. Um, any Closing uh, uh, remarks from your side or uh, something that I haven't uh, asked you and should have? <laughs> I mean, how to build self-managing teams. We can put the link that is also on the front page of Flash Hub linked below the show notes because there you will see how build quality standards, which roles you need and how all that aligns. That would be valuable for people that are still with us now. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Let's hope there are some. Um, cool. Manu, then uh, thank you very much for uh, participating in episode 40 um, of the Q&A session. See you next week for the 41. Cool. Thank you. See you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.